Mauri ora i te whānau, nau mai haere mai ki Māori Milene. Ko tamatea tōku ingoa. Ko te kaukura tōku ingoa. We are your co-hosts for Māori Milene this morning. Today we're going to be talking about Koha Collective. Koha Collective is this idea where we work together in order to create something incredible. What does this term come from? This term comes from the whakaro, the whakatauki. Nā tō rauro, nā tōku rauro, kaora i tewi. We will discuss how shared savings, living and investing can allow for collective growth for everybody. The first idea that I wanted to talk about was a tangihanga account. So on my whānau, we have a tangihanga account and our big whānau, so aunties and uncles and cousins, contribute to this fund so that if someone passes away, we can use the money in this to um, help cover costs. So what this does is it reduces stress during uh, a significant time and it allows us to grieve whoever's passed away as opposed to worry about putia. So that's a really good one. I think that lots of families should have, all families should use. Um, and it can be as little as a dollar a week, you know, if everyone puts in a dollar a week. If you have a big whānau, then that adds up and it will add up over time. Um, and hopefully someone's not passing away that often that it doesn't have to be used that much. So I think that if we go back to what our tūpuna have thought and what they've kind of been, the principles that they've lived through, is that we're not able to do things by ourselves. That as as humans, we're here to work together. And that's basically the circle of life, is that you can't make a human without two people. And I don't think you can live this life without more than one person. And so I think it's something that we should really hold true to and and implement it with our finances. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just going off what Kahu said, with the, like, just two people to make a human or whatever. And, sorry. And just about, I don't know, I'd go to the Whakatauki. Um, just that everyone contributes to someone's success. Yeah, yeah financially and just in life now another one we want to look at but I know it was the couple savings account now I'm not saying that you have to join all your finances as a couple and share everything no I'm just saying that you want to have a savings account where you can save up for just pay the bills pay rent um, maybe gas car bills whatever and even if you want to go out for dinner one night or you want to go on a trip on the long weekend, you have the funds there to be able to do that. And with having your couple's savings account, you get twice the income. So I think it's a good one to do that one, Farno. Yeah. I think that's really um, a smart way of working through things. And I think mathematically... It makes sense because when two people are contributing, then you're having twice the money going into an account. And then also the growth will be exponential because you're having more money 
in an account. So I think that's something that more people, more couples should be doing. There's a lot of statistics that one of the most um, biggest reasons for relationships ending or disputes happening is around finance and arguments that arise from finance and when partners have different financial goals and they want to spend their money differently then it can cause a lot of conflicts a lot of arguments which can end in relationships ending so I think that early on in a relationship it's really important to establish what each partner wants in terms of finance and whether anyone's willing to compromise or or what you can do as a collective to create your own financial journey. So if through couples savings this is how you're able to manage that then it's a really good idea. So for example I when things come up I don't really like spending a lot of money in one pay on something so that's why we use couple savings because I would prefer to contribute a small amount of money over a longer period so that it impacts me less each pay whereas other people might prefer doing large sums in one one pay period. I think it all depends on your income really and what level of income you're at being able to afford those large hunks of money or having a savings but definitely recommend the savings eh Kahi? Yeah yeah so another idea that I wanted to talk about was in my whānau we have this kind of papakainga set up which we use in my, um, we live in Tokoroa and my two nannies live at the back of us and my mum and I have a whare at the front and so I'm at uni at the moment but when I was at high school we would, um, so there's four generations of us and we're able to share resources and we're able to look after each other when we need it uh we my nanny may we look after her full time and so it's a lot easier when there's more people and it's cheaper to live because we're able to share resources so leftovers they can be shared they can over the fence and nan can have it or we can have it and we don't need to buy as much food because wastage is less when you're living together. My mum also has a marakai, so we're able to all use the kai within that and all contribute to it and allow for more growth, more kai and more savings on, on vegetables. So I think that returning to that whakaro around collective living is something that more people should be doing and I think that the benefits of it go unnoticed a lot of the time. Yeah, um, so another one I'll bring up is just whānau planning. That is having an emergency fund set up for, well, I wouldn't say emergency, of a planning, so you plan for it. So whether you plan on, if you plan on having a tamariki, uh, I heard Kahu talking about this earlier this morning, we were having a kōrero about her mum's friend who said, I'm saving up to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, quite. I, I found that quite funny because <laughs> you just go around saying, "Oh yeah, what are you saving for?" Oh, I'm saving for a baby. <laughs> Have you? Are you having a baby? No, no, I'm just saving for a baby. <laughs> I find that quite funny. Yeah, I think it's good too because 
um, with PRP there's a lot of unexpected costs that you don't necessarily think of especially for first-time parents and I think it's something that young couples often get kind of trapped into whereas it's something that you can work on um, so preventative measures <laughs> but also you know if um, an emergency arises then savings will be able to help you so you know it's all the nappies and the milk and the um, I don't child even... care all this stuff <laughs> no. um, a lot of money yeah and a bassinet or Blankets for Pepe and sterilizers. There's just so I think, many I think we get the picture code. <laughs> so many things that pop up and um you don't wanna be you don't wanna bring new life into this world and not have all the resources in order to support it. So that's something. Yeah, and another thing I'd add into that Fano planning category would be just having money there in case you or your tamariki needs a special medication that's not funded by the government or needs a tooth out, they're, they're very expensive, eh, Kahu? Yeah, yeah. And I'd definitely recommend having some savings there for that purpose, particularly. Yeah, I agree. Another concept which I don't know what people would call this, but my brother would talk to me about it a lot. He lives in London, and when he... So it's quite common for people over there to live in big houses where there's lots of people who live in them and I guess in Aotearoa we don't really do that much. I feel like everyone sort of wants to be independent. Yeah and we have this idea that we need our own whare and we we don't like living with other people and things like that. I mean I mean personally I I quite like that idea but each to their own. So my brother would he when he graduated uni he moved in with like 10 other boys and so there's like a lot of them in this one fuddy, and I would always be like wondering why my brother would do that. You know, he could afford to live by himself, and but he chose not to, and that's kind of the culture over there. And my brother explained that if you have six people living in one house, you only need one microwave, and if you live alone, you still need one microwave. So why not split the cost amongst six people and not one? which is something that we don't really consider because we have this culture of living in our own houses, which is really expensive when you think about all the costs that happen, which could be split if more people were living together. Yeah, it would be nice to get a bill and just split it between six people, wouldn't it, Kai? Exactly. So we, Tama and I, have um, there's two whare and we all split for the cost of, of Wi-Fi. And so... You know, it works out to be like $13 a person a month. Which what? is a lot cheaper than paying the 80 yourself. Exactly. And so I just think it's really a really good idea to consider if possible. Yeah, um, I'll take this one. Um, so by working together, you are working towards a collective goal, which makes you accountable. So... Yeah, I, I think that everyone should work together in terms of finances and stuff, Kai. I think that um, keeping yourself accountable or keeping others accountable is really important. So if you're all if you all have the same goals and you're all working towards something, 
you're able to kind of check in on your mates or check in on your whanau and be like, um, you know, like, oh, how much did you put into shares this week or something like that. And if you're around people that have the same goals, it's a lot easier to meet them because it's way harder to be doing things when you're the only person doing it, you know. If your whole household is going to the gym, then I'd assume it's it would be way easier to go to the gym. I wouldn't know. I've never lived with a whole household of gym pen gym bunnies but I guess the Ficado is that it's way easier to be doing things when the people around you are doing them I heard this quote and it was that you're the average of the five people you mostly surround yourself by so I think what this means is that if you're hanging around people who don't have goals or don't have ambition or who don't focus on school then you're going to end up like them and you're going to start doing the same things as them and that's just human nature that we want to be like who we're with and so surrounding yourself by people who do have big financial goals and who do aspire for financial independence then it's going to be a lot easier to work towards that yeah so so i i I can talk about this one i think surrounding myself with kahu has meant that I've focused more on my finances and where I put my money. Like, normally I'd just spend it on whatever. Kahu? Kahu knows this. <laughs> but now I'm just like, well, why go out, why go and buy dinner when there's sausages in the fridge and I can cook them up with some steamed veggies and some bread? Or why go out and get breakfast when there's heaps of toast and wheat bix in the fr- um, cupboard? Mm-hmm. So I really think that that's good. And when you base yourself around people with the same financial goals as you, you're, that's how you're going to end up in the future. Mm. I guess another thing, I draw a lot of uh, thinking from my brother. He's He's around a different circle of people and so he's able to come up with these new ideas that I'm not kind of privy to with my circle in New Zealand and so one of them is that I can't remember how he put it he always puts he always words things a lot better than I do but it was something that your desire to be better or to be different has to be stronger than your your desire to be the same and so what he means by that is that if you just want to be the same as everyone else and you just want to be like mum and dad or, you know, if mum and dad are teen parents and and you're all good with that, then that's fine. But if you want something bigger and something more worthwhile, then your desire for that has to be way stronger than your desire just to be the same. And so that's the only way to get through being surrounded by people who aren't what you want to be like and so we can't always choose who's in our circle you know we can't choose our family <laughs> can't choose the final guys um we can't mm. choose what school we go to when we're young we're just put in you these can't, schools you can't choose where you're brought up or where you live yeah so that desire to be different to be better has to be stronger if you want to achieve something better mm. so i think that Going off the sharing ideas with other people allows for collective growth, which improves outcomes, would just be 
having open conversations with your friends and whanau about money. I mean, it's, I think this has been brought up before, but Mm-mm. you can never talk about something too much. <laughs> I think that the one that really hits home is that lots of non-Māori, they talk about, or they raise their children and they talk about, you know, the S&P 500 and the best stocks to invest in and things like that. And it's kind of normalised within their whānau um, about what what investing is and what growing your money looks like. But we're... Or to, to buy a house before you buy a car. Exactly. Yeah. But within our whānau, or at least mine, we didn't necessarily talk about things like this. And so it's we didn't get that collective growth and that able to sharing share ideas and so the benefit of this now when I am speaking to people who are into finance is that I'm able to just grow my my mental kind of understanding of finance and grow how I think about money and I think it's just an awesome way to grow as an individual when you talk about things and another one about this one is when you talk to other people about finance, like fully, like really transparently, for example, at work, if you just talk to people about how much you're on, you're able to find out what other people are earning, which is really important for women, especially because we're underpaid in a lot of environments. And if you're talking to your male colleagues and they have the exact same job as you, but they're earning more than you, then you can raise that with your boss or something because it's not fair if you're doing the same amount of work or producing the same outcomes. But you're not going to know what someone is on unless you reduce the stigma and just talk about it. Yeah, but then, I don't know, from my point of view, like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just share, I wouldn't share the information with anyone. I think that's personal in a way. And that's all, that's what it all is. It's about the stigma about finance and we've been taught that it's, it's whakahihi to share about finance. But in order to grow... And in order to learn, we need to share. You can disagree. Yeah, I do. I do disagree. Strongly disagree. <laughs> like, ikore te kumara, ikore motona and I stuck by that. <laughs> I think that's a good point, and um, no one wants to be cocky. And no one, and the, in a way, I'd say, I don't think it's. I don't think it's particularly respectful to ask the kumara how much the kumara gets. <laughs> that that that's how I'm looking at it. That's Whether... also from a male perspective where you're not likely to be um, ripped off by your employer. But women all over the world are getting paid way less than men. Who women are doing the exact same work as men in so many circumstances, but they're being paid less. So what do you think about that? Well. Who's off at war mostly? Not women. That's irrelevant. No, um, it's. Well, I don't know. All the fact that women have to take so many weeks off when they have a baby. Exactly. So, women are able to stay at home and look after the baby whilst their man has to go to work and they get to develop their career while the mum gets to stay home and look after the baby. But don't. But they share finances anyway. So. Not all of them do. And when the man decides to leave the woman, he gets to leave with a higher paying job than the woman who spent 10 years looking after kids, raising the kids, 
and she has to return to work on a lower paying job. So how's that fair? Yeah, well, I can't solve these real problems, Kahu. <laughs> We're here to talk about finance, okay? We can solve them by talking about them transparently. You are. At least good. I think so. Okay, Kahu. We can agree to disagree. No, Kahu's right. I agree <laughs> no. with Kahu. <laughs> we, can, we can disagree, Tama. Oh, no. You're correct. Okay, then. <laughs> Well, I think I think we're getting near the end of our podcast this this evening or afternoon. Um, is there anything you'd like to add, Kobe, before we finish it up? Women's rights all the way, guys. Women's rights. All right. So, aka kafakoti ireira. Aye. Noreira tēnā koto tēnā koto tēnā tātou katoa. Thank you for listening in. Peace out.